You're listening to the Talking Rheumatology Research Podcast, brought to you by the British Society for Rheumatology. Hello and welcome to Talking Rheumatology Research. I'm Caroline Groves, Journal Development Manager at BSR, and I'm really delighted to be here with Dr Polly Livermore and Heather Ostron to talk about paediatric and rheumatology and nursing research. I'm really excited to have them here with me. So Polly and Heather, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm really, really excited to be here today. My name's uh, Polly Lidmore. I'm a children's nurse um, by background. I've been a children's nurse for uh, quite a few years now in different roles, but my most recent roles are um, a rheumatology matron at Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital, and I'm also the NHR BRC GOSH clinical academic lead. So in that way, I support other people to do their own research projects and apply for funding. Um, and I've just recently been awarded an NHR postdoc fellowship um, called uh, ACAF, which stands for Advanced Clinical Academic Fellowship. Brilliant. Heather? Hi, I'm also very excited to be here today. Thank you very much for asking me to um, contribute to this podcast today. I am also a children's nurse by background, general paediatrics. I quickly found my passion for research and have been a research nurse since the NIHR began back in 2006. Absolutely loved being a research nurse and um, progressed to being a senior research nurse. More recently, I've become more involved with public and patient involvement and engagement with children and young people and currently lead that at Leeds Teaching Hospitals. And very recently, I have just begun my PhD, which I was fortunate to be awarded from the NIHR, the National Institute for Health and Social Care, as a, as a PhD student with being awarded Doctoral Research Fellowship. Brilliant. So, I mean, congratulations all round, I think, first and foremost. <laughs> Polly, shall we start with your fellowship? I mean, what sort of research are you planning to do with it? Yes, I've always been in paediatric rheumatology. So when I qualified, I thought I would get a job on the rheumatology ward and then I would go somewhere more exciting and interesting like cardiac or uh, into cancer care. Um, And I started in rheumatology and what I just absolutely loved about it was that you get to know the families really, really well. It's a chronic health condition with no cures for most of the conditions we look after. And so you get to know the siblings' names, you get to know what pet they've got, what their best friend is called, and you really get to form those family relationships. So I've I've stayed in rheumatology the whole way through. But then I found I ended up going into management because there wasn't anywhere else for me to go clinically. I'd been um, an advanced uh, clinical practitioner on the ward. I was running daycare and running clinics and, and prescribing for the children. And there was nowhere else. So I ended up going into management. I didn't really enjoy management, not for me. Um, and started to think about how could we do things differently in clinical care. So what things were we not doing very well? And what I noticed was that a lot of children and young people that I was coming across in my day-to-day clinical role um, had a condition called juvenile dermatomyositis. And I felt we weren't doing enough to look after their mental health and well-being. So because this is a very rare condition, it can come on very suddenly. It can make children and young people bed-bound and not able to move, not even able to scratch their own nose, as one young person told me. And that can be really, really scary for, for being a child or young person to go from literally kind of doing sports day the month before to then not being able to walk. And so I, my PhD study was looking at how we could improve our support processes and how could, how could we really make a difference into psychosocial well-being for these young people. 
So I'd applied to the NHR. I was very, very lucky to get um, all of my PhD funding through them and did, and did my study. But after that finished, I then returned to my uh, matron role and my clinical lead role. But I wanted to take my research into the next steps. So that's something that I've been kind of thinking about and working on over the last couple of years. So my um, postdoctoral fellowship that I'm doing now is an advancement of that. So rather than just looking at juvenile dermatomyositis, one condition, my um, research I'm doing at the moment is across the whole breadth of paediatric rheumatology. So from children with JIA, juvenile idiopathic arthritis, all the way through to the kind of much rarer conditions that we manage and look after. And from the work that I did with um, some of the charities, um, and a lot of the, those charities I still have very close relationships with, so Children's Chronic Arthritis Association and NRAS versus Arthritis, I had a big family patient group came together, so there were parents, there were young people, there were children and the charities, and we started to talk about how could we improve support for them? What could we do? And what was really interesting is originally I went into that, the kind of group, thinking that we would try and create something for children and young people to help give them further support. But what came across really strongly to me was that parents felt we weren't doing enough to support them. So they go to clinic with their child or young person, they sat in front of a doctor, and they have so many questions in their head that they can't ask. Their child or young person is next to them, so they don't want to ask about risk of malignancy or long-term side effects or long-term career prospects because they've, they've got their child there. So parents were talking about needing something else where they could go to for proper information that they knew was um, vetted from a healthcare professional point of view and where they would have something between appointments to offer support. And it was raised in this meeting, one of the things we discussed was potentially creating a chatbot so that's what my research is going to do, is hopefully to have some intervention development, design a chatbot, and then see if we can offer further support to parents of all of the children and young people that we see in clinic at the moment. So really, really, I mean, exciting research, but also so necessary. So I'm sure, I mean, me and you know our listeners are, are, will be really looking forward to seeing the results of this research you know, further down the line. But you've almost also come full circle in that you're now supervising Heather's PhD. So maybe Heather, do you want to talk, tell us a bit more about that and what you're working on? Yes, absolutely. So I am really fortunate to have Polly as not only a role model, but she's become such a fantastic supervisor for my project and, and everything that I've ever strived to do within paediatric rheumatology. So as a research nurse over the years, I've, I've been covering studies across all children's specialties, so over 20 specialties. So I struggled to, to kind of sit upon an area where I was really particularly interested. So as well as Polly, I was inspired at Leeds by Dr. Valentina Leone who is no longer at Leeds unfortunately she's out of the country and um, but she did inspire me with her enthusiasm and passion for research so having supported lots of national registry type studies over the years of, of working both in Manchester and at Leeds it was an area that I come to settle on over the last two or three years really to really think about how we can improve things for children and young people in rheumatology so my frustration was in practice that the registry studies I was supporting were still using paper forms <laughs> to complete uh, questionnaires that patients were filling in. As research nurses, we were trying to squeeze them in for completion, waiting in busy waiting areas. And some of the questions were quite personal, such as your um, pubertal status and um, uptake of those completion of the questionnaires often wasn't as good as it could be for, for um, obvious reasons, really. And I got talking to our MDT team at Leeds Children's Hospital 
and they were saying that some of the questionnaire, the self-reported questionnaires, that the results of those were often added to GP letters and almost an afterthought as children and families were leaving the clinics and not really sort of, it, it wasn't something that they could prepare sort of to discuss within appointments with them whilst they were sat, sat in front of them really. So it just seemed a bit pointless and it just got me thinking there's got to be a better way of doing this. Uh, the registry studies that we have been supporting, the funding for those has, has reduced dramatically yet we were still being asked as a team to enter that data so that my team would my data managers would enter that data so it there's a lot of photocopying involved as well and a lot of communication with the um the clinical team so it just got me thinking you know there's so much technology out there and we're still doing registries that have been going for 15 20 years and we're still completing these forms photocopying (laughs) doing things just not in the best way really so my project developed, as projects do, so um, looking quite broadly at the beginning at healthcare technologies and how they can best support virtual care of children and young people in rheumatology services when, when, we, when we think about caring for them virtually and more remotely. Because some of the other um, patient and public involvement work I've been doing, patients have said to me, you know, we've travelled a long way into the, you know, to Leeds as a tertiary centre um, to be sat waiting, usually to a delayed appointment, waiting 40 odd minutes or so to go in and be told that everything's fine and just to carry on. And actually, if we could just think about what technologies are out there um, in a in a systematic and, and rigorous manner within a study, then hopefully the, the idea of my project would be to come up with um, a framework for a model of care for, for managing patients in the best way that's safe and, and involving all of the, the major UK paediatric rheumatology centres to really think about how we can do things properly to support teams around the UK, really. So I guess a quality improvement study research piece that has huge potential for scale across the whole of the UK um, which is really exciting. It's also for me about equality of access to those technologies because um, from, from speaking to people and to industry partners it's it's not always equal access to those things in terms of each centre as well as each individual patient. We think about access to technologies, as you know, and, and also there's something about how technologies actually integrate into healthcare as well, whether that's ad hoc um, or whether actually we can, you know, we can really improve things and do do it do things much fairer, which is what the NIHR is all about anyway. So, uh, so that's... It's it's initial work, but um, really excited to be doing it, and um, got a fantastic team around me. Brilliant! I mean, we'll yeah. be again following that with a lot of enthusiasm. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you both then? Do you have any maybe advice for maybe other nurses looking to get into research, potentially looking to start a PhD? You know, where where would they maybe start with that? I think the one thing that we've both said that we've got in common is that our research ideas came out of our day-to-day work. And I think that's really important because if, if a nurse is interested in, in doing some work and doing some research work, then having their own idea of how we could improve things for our patients, you know, for our service users, as it were, and then you, you add on top your kind of passion to make a kind of recipe, as it were, involving your patients all the way through it. And really talking to people about their ideas, having a look what's out there, what's already been done in that area. Has someone already done it and addressed it? Or is there a gap and there is need for what you want to do? 
and I would say particularly to to talk to people and find their number one fan, to find their person as as Heather did, who who really encourages them and inspires them and and helps and supports them on that way and and along that journey and who to talk to. Absolutely, yes, yeah. I was lucky enough to be part of the NIHR 7870 group, which was a national group of nurses and midwives um, who were seconded two days a week for three years to really support the agenda of research amongst nurses and midwives and that's it's been a fantastic um, opportunity for me to really fly the flag amongst colleagues my nursing and midwifery colleagues and also collaborate nationally with those those other 69 nurses and midwives so that's been fantastic I'm just so passionate about encouraging nurses to think differently about research and and the opportunities that it can bring and just the job satisfactions just just tremendous when you can see improvements in practice and that you've contributed towards that oh lovely thank you so much both of you it's been absolutely just such a pleasure to have you here and to have a chat about nursing research and then pediatric and adolescent research as well and yeah i wish you both all the best with your projects and i can't wait to to see the results thank you thank you thank you very much Thank you for listening to Talking Rheumatology Research, brought to you by BSR. Please do rate, share and subscribe through your favourite podcast app.